88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maya Cohen. The top stories. Lawmaker Andrew Wan blasts the government over its revised 10-year housing strategy. The Welfare Secretary says the Shine Skills Centre will be bigger and better after it moves to a new location. And the US government agencies have begun a partial shutdown after Congress failed to pass a spending bill that included Donald Trump's border wall. Democratic Party lawmaker and Housing Authority member Andrew Wan has accused the government of playing the numbers game in setting a target of building 315,000 new public housing flats over the next decade and then saying it doesn't have enough land to do so. During a radio show debating the 10-year housing strategy announced this week, Mr. Wan said the increase in the proportion of public housing from 60 to 70 percent was a bipartisan consensus. But the problem is, how can that be achieved? He said it was ironic that the government had only found enough land to build 248,000 homes, 67,000 short of its target. Is it realistic or is it just a, a joke or a, a myth to the public? I really do not understand that data. I, I urge the Secretary of Transportation and Housing explain this in the Legislative Council. The ratio of the private and public housing is changed to 7 to 3 now. It is only a ratio if in the reality... If the government does not supply the enough land and housing flat, the problem is still there and the people's uh, living condition cannot be improved. The Labour and Welfare Secretary, Lord Chi Kuang, says the Shine Skills Centre for the Disabled will become larger after it relocates to a new site in the same area in Kuantong. In an interview with RTHK, Mr Law said the new special school will provide additional programmes recognised by the qualifications framework. It will also incorporate career support for its graduates. Before the new centre is completed in 2025, students will be moved to a site on Oxford Road in Kowloon Tong. In the face of criticism over the lack of prior consultation, Mr Law insisted he had talked to stakeholders before reaching the decision. The new service will be a blended version of existing integrated vocational training centre and the Shine School Centre. In the past year, I have to say, we actually have engaged different stakeholders at the right time. I have to say that for this particular case, like the Shine School Centre, as the current cohort of trainees in the centre, uh, they will not be affected. And it will not be possible for a very preliminary idea to engage the whole community of special school children. About 18 high-speed trains from West Kowloon Station were suspended this morning due to a power failure, but all services returned to normal after emergency repairs. The MTRC Corporation cancelled the short-haul trains from West Kowloon to Fujian at 5.20am. Electric company CLP Power said two power line cables supplying electricity to the Shek Kong electricity substation could not be restarted after maintenance work. At 7.35, the MTRC announced that the trains in question would operate normally again after it had taken emergency measures. A partial shutdown of government operations in the United States has begun. Funding for several government agencies lapsed at midnight Washington time after both houses of Congress adjourned without lawmakers having reached agreement on spending bills. President Trump remains at odds with Democratic lawmakers who oppose his amendment to fund a border wall with Mexico.
When it became clear a shutdown was inevitable, he appealed. He appeared in the White House video message posted. He appeared in a White House video message posted on Twitter. Now it's up to the Senate, and it's really up to the Democrats because we need their votes. There's no way it can pass without their votes. We're going to have a shutdown. There's nothing we can do about that because we need the Democrats to give us their votes. The shutdown hopefully will not last long. The U.S. Justice Department says that a Chinese national, Tan Hongjin, has been arrested for allegedly stealing trade secrets from a U.S.-based oil company he worked for. Officials said he had downloaded hundreds of files related to the manufacture of an unspecified product worth more than a billion U.S. dollars. U.S. prosecutors say Chinese tech billionaire Richard Liu will not face criminal charges over a rape accusation. The office of the Henping County Attorney announced that an investigation of alleged allegations against Mr. Liu found the case had profound evidentiary problems. You're listening to RTHK, and it's five minutes past one. Police in the UK say they've made two arrests in connection with the huge disruption that's been caused by a drone at London's Gatwick Airport. The BBC's Sophie Esthal has more details. We've just heard now that two arrests have been made. We don't know who the suspects are yet. Investigations are still ongoing and they have called on the public for any information to come forward. The police have said that every line of inquiry will remain open until they're confident that they've mitigated further threats to the safety of passengers. They have, however, ruled out terrorism and said there's no evidence that the use of drones was state-sponsored. Thousands of people have joined protests in the Hungarian capital Budapest against a new law on overtime which unions say hurts workers' interests. The BBC's Nick Thorpe in Budapest says trade union members were among the protesters. It's the first time for many years, as far as I can remember, that actual trade unionists have uh, woken from a many-year slumber and come out onto the street. Basically, they're upset because they say that Hungarians already work many more hours than a lot of people in Europe. They already work an extra 31 days, the equivalent of, in overtime each year, and the new law is asking them to work another 19. Protests in Sudan against price hikes had turned deadly again, with at least one person killed yesterday. The Ministry of Higher Education in Sudan has announced the indefinite closure of all universities as of today, following three days of protests. The BBC's Yusuf Taha has more. The decision follows a similar one shutting all schools, including kindergartens, in Khartoum State, the most populous in the country, as of Sunday till further notice. The governor of White Nile State, south of the capital, has followed suit, adding a state of emergency and a curfew. Earlier, police fired tear gas at student demonstrators in Omudurman and Adbara, where people were protesting against the rising price of bread and fuel. Supporters of Sudan's main opposition party, the Omma Party, gathered after Friday prayers and chanted anti-government slogans. British Naval Special Forces, British Navy Special Forces have stormed and taken control of an Italian cargo ship off the east coast of southeast coast of England, on which stowaways had threatened the crew. Police say four people have been arrested. The ship set off from Lagos in Nigeria 11 days ago. The BBC's Bernard Wilson has the story. Essex police said the vessel was boarded at around 11pm last night, 14 hours after the alarm was first raised. 
The ship's operator, Grimaldi Lines, said four stowaways, armed with armed tubes, had threatened the ship's crew. They were put under surveillance in a cabin, but escaped and made threats to the ship's master as the vessel approached Tilbury, urging him to get close to the coast. The crew were forced to barricade themselves on the bridge of the vessel. A builder in Britain who kept unchecked lottery tickets in his van has been revealed as the winner of a Euro Millions jackpot worth more than 96 million US dollars, which went unclaimed for six weeks. Andrew Clark only discovered he was sitting on a fortune after being persuaded by his family to look through his tickets. As the BBC's Alex Rhodes reports, Mr Clark began a news conference by opening a bottle of champagne and spraying it at the journalists. Andrew Clark and his partner Trish are celebrating the win of a lifetime, one that almost didn't happen. For more than a month, it's been the talk of Lincolnshire. Just who had the ticket worth more than £76 million? As appeals were made for help in tracing the winner, Mr Clark's family urged him to go through his own tickets, which he kept tucked behind the sun visor in his van. I'm a self-employed builder, yeah. and uh, I tend to check my tickets every three months. In the end, I checked it, just started checking the numbers off and they were all there. The outcome could have been much worse. In the summer, another stash of tickets had blown out of the window. Mr Clark has already bought a new house and new cars and says he'll share his winnings with his wider family, but not just yet. The Christmas shopping was already done, yeah, so it hasn't changed the list. They'll still get the same pair of socks or whatever that they were <laughs> going to get anyway. I'm sure they'll get a bit more than that after Christmas. As for Mr Clark, he plans to celebrate with a meal in Skegness on New Year's Eve before hanging up his trowel and taking early retirement. And that's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, RTHK Radio 3 And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3pm. This week on the weekend before Christmas, we have our special Christmas show. With popular and traditional ballads, carols and songs from the Americas to Africa, Europe to the Caribbean and the Middle East. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And on this weekend before Christmas, our entire two-hour show is devoted to Christmas songs from the four corners of the planet. We've changed the format somewhat so you can just kick back and enjoy the sounds as they come to you back-to-back. -back. We start off with Florent Vallant. He's of the Inu First Nations from Quebec, North Quebec, in Canada. And he started off with the duo Kashtin. This is off his solo Christmas album, and it's called Cassinou. In his native Inu language, it gives thanks to the creator, Chiche Manitou. Here's Florent Vallant. Oh, mm -hmm. 